0: Happy Wednesday. Welcome back to a new episode of the chat. I'm Brittany. I'm Amanda. And surprise, I'm Sarah. Yay. First guest, Miss Sarah Turner, our best friend. We have been waiting to have her on the podcast for basically since we started the podcast. So I can speak for both me and Amanda and saying we are so excited to have you. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for attending our Sunday night. (laughs) late recording (laughs) always always okay so we kind of gave sarah the lay of the land what we do here every week um so she knows what's coming but first things first we'll start with amanda how was your week give us give us the life update yeah it was pretty low-key um again i think um i think this is the second week in a row that i haven't done a whole lot um, I got sick again, so that was exciting um, for the second time in a month. Um, so I just kind of laid low, thought I had strep, but went into the doctor's and I don't, so that's good. Um, we did the giveaway this week. I did a lot of self-care nights this week. Um, also went to an arcade once I was feeling a little bit better um this weekend crash also went to the vet and he had a hard time. He actually had an allergic reaction to one of the medications. So that was scary. Oh no. Um, yeah. So they called me and they were like, um, he's actually having an allergic reaction. Can we give him something? And I was like, yeah, sure. And then I went to go pick him up, brought him home. And for like two hours, he was like whimpering and like, rubbing his nose into like every blanket and pillow that he could to like scratch his nose because it was like super itchy and his face was swollen mm. oh my gosh yeah. yeah so that was scary and then um this morning he was like coughing so it's been a lot long week i feel like just a bunch of things have just happened um but on a positive note or i guess an interesting note um i watched the movie salt burn This week. (laughs) Oh my gosh, (laughs) so much about that movie. That was my next question. Was have you guys watched it? And what about it? No, (laughs) No? I've heard. I've heard about the bathtub scene though. I've heard a lot (laughs) about it. Have you heard about the vampire scene? I have heard about the vampire scene. (laughs) Those are the two scenes that I've heard about. Okay, you guys have to watch it and we have to report back. (laughs) I got like a sum of the movie. Like I basically know the the whole plot of the movie from Charlie because he saw it and he was like, this movie Uh is insane. And I was like, just tell me what happens. I don't think I'm ever going to watch it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So you know the ending? Yeah. Oh, I don't know what happens. I just know (laughs) about those two scenes. So Okay, Sarah, you have to watch it. Okay, I'll watch it you know we have to talk about it because yeah it was definitely one of those movies where the whole time my jaw just like dropped it was <laughs> yeah it was really gross I, I there was one point where I stood up and I started screaming and I was like no like <laughs> absolutely no way that just happened um but yeah so that was kind of the craziest thing but um other than that that was my week went to the zoo today so ended on a good note but yeah how about you, um, my week was good. It was same with you is very relaxing and honestly just trying. Well, okay. So my goal was first week of the year. This is where I start on my goals and resolutions that we talked about last week. I decided last week was a buffer week and we'll do that this week because I didn't do anything on my goal list last week, but I didn't do anything okay. bad either. Like I wasn't like eating a bunch of junk food, but I also like, wasn't working out at all. So Okay, so Buffer New Year's resolutions start this week. Um nice. but I went to Charlie's work Christmas party on Tuesday, Tuesday night. Um, which is an interesting day for a Christmas party. Um, mm. <laughs> but that was good. It was fun. Um, it was at Rock and Brews and Sack. I feel like you guys have not been there. No. Um. But yeah, it was good. It was absolutely pouring rain and we were supposed to go mini golfing. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was kind of sad. I felt bad for the people who planned it, Um, but it was still fun. It was good. And then something that happened there that's kind of funny that I just thought about, like when you were talking about that you were sick last week, I have this, (laughs) I don't know what is going on with my eyes right now, but it started on New Year's Eve. Um, Randomly, my eyes will start burning and uncontrollably watering at like random times. So, it's happened like 3 times since New Year's Eve and of course, at his party around a bunch of people who I don't know at all. It looked like I was crying. Like it looked like he said something to me and I was like in the corner crying and I had like napkins under my eyes and was trying to like not have my makeup run. It was it was so bad. <laughs> Are you, like allergic to one of your eye products or something? Or I'm not using anything new. I was gonna I say, do <laughs> like it has to be an allergy thing, right? Like what else? Yeah. Can Nurse Sarah, ask Nurse Sarah. This Q and Q&A you A session should swap out your mascara and eyeliner. Okay, <laughs> I'll do that because okay. it was. It was not fun. And yeah, I was like, all of your coworkers are gonna think that I'm crying. And then like his boss came and sat at our table and like said hi. And the first thing I said to her, I was like, I am not crying, I promise. Like my <laughs> eyes were so red and like glassed over. Like <laughs> that was embarrassing, but enough of that. Um, yeah, and then rest of the week was a pretty busy work week, just getting back after the holidays, did some client lunches. Um And so that was nice. And then Thursday, Amanda and I drew the winners of the giveaway, like she mentioned. Um, And that was super fun. Definitely a learning experience. I don't think we realized how complicated that was going to be, but it all worked out in the end. And we're super excited to get those packages sent out. Um, And then the weekend, let's see. I got my nails done yesterday, which was much needed. Um, they're red. Cute. I'm Cute. I'm in my red era right now. I did that last time too. Um, Sarah, do you remember when we went and got our nails done like years ago and I got those really long coffin acrylics that were like Ferrari red? Do you remember yes. that? Yes. <laughs> and I think I got it on my toes too. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Do you still have acrylics or those are your real nails? These are my real nails. I haven't had acrylics in a while, but yeah. And then Sunday, just getting my life together, watching some football tonight, all all fun stuff. Don't laugh at me. (laughs) I'm sorry. Brittany has mentioned football like three times already. But not on She's the She's not much of a fan. What? Who's is your fan. team, Brittany? Who's your... So my team is kind of a sore subject. I am an Atlanta Falcons fan. Which and is... How did you become an Atlanta Falcons fan, if you don't mind me asking? It has something well, to do with a jersey, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sarah, this is a funny story. <laughs> Thank you for asking. No. Um, when I worked at Topgolf, we could wear football jerseys on the days where there were games. So Thursday, Sunday, Monday, and I worked on Sundays and I I don't know. I just, everybody always looked so cute in their jerseys. And I was like, well, I don't have a team. Um, So I went on to like, I don't even know where I bought it, but a Jersey site. And I wanted just like the cutest Jersey and the Falcons have really cool jerseys. They're just not a good team. (laughs) So I am like, I have committed to being a Falcons fan. Like people thought, like, oh, she just has the jersey. Right. Um, right. No, you're taking this very seriously. Very. Like I am a committed Falcons fan. Charlie's a committed diehard Cowboys fan. Oh my gosh! So is Dom. Is he? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. They could bond over that. And we always say that Dom and Charlie are like very similar. Yeah. So. That's Add that to mind. the list. Add that to the list. Um, first shout out for Dom of the episode. <laughs> i <I'm> so excited. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's my story and that's my week. Uh, Sarah, finish us up here. How was your week? Um, I had a great week. I rang in the new year um, at work with the babies. We cheered some Martinelli's Apple cider and it was a good time um and then I worked in my other job as well did that and then worked another night at the NICU and then it, actually last night was really fun we did our friend group did our secret Santa here which was really fun and I got everyone in our friend group here we all played beach volleyball together so I got everyone have you guys seen like they almost look like um like skiing glasses like they're like obnoxiously all these different color sunglasses and they're like ginormous that people wear to play beach volleyball Mm -hmm. well some of the people who play beach volleyball are very serious they wear like the outfits they're in like the sports bras they're like throwing hand signals for the plays that they're about to do We're horrible. We are absolutely horrible. Our ball constantly is going on to other people's courts. So it kind of was like a gag gift. I got us all the ginormous sunglasses um, to play beach volleyball in. (laughs) And then we did that tonight. We all wore them. And we looked absolutely insane. But it was a good time. Do you have pictures? I kind of want to see them. Yeah, I do. (laughs) We'll send them to you. Yeah. No, they're they're, they're really ugly, but they're great. I think I know which ones you're talking about. Like, aren't they called like pit vipers or Mm -hmm. am I thinking? Yeah. Okay. I got the knockoff ones on Amazon. That's okay. Um, And we do now throw fake hand signals. They don't mean anything, but we just like to, you know. What are the normal hand signals? Like, what are people calling? I think they're calling like, who's going to go up to the net? Who's getting the back? Like where they're serving it to, you know. We're just happy if it gets – if the serve goes inbounds, you know. Got it. Um, So – and normally, beach volleyball is played with 2v2. We usually play like 4v4, 6v6. um, Okay. So, you know, we look very professional out there is what I'm saying now. So have you guys played any of those other pro teams or you guys just keep it within – Oh, people occasionally do come up and ask to play with us, and then they quickly realize how horrendous we are, and they nice. quickly dismiss themselves after the first game. Usually, got it. Makes yep, sense. Love it. <laughs> and we play a lot. So people will be like, "Oh my gosh, like you must be good," and we're like, mm. "Getting there." That's sweet that you think that. Yeah. Well, I feel like you're downplaying that you are not bad. I played with you guys one time, and I was you honestly like, I was impressed with your skills. Like, you're definitely not bad. Like, you can hold your own for sure. Thank you, Brett. <laughs> I'm glad to give you that boat of confidence. Thank you. Don't I worry. It. How did you do, Brett? <laughs> did you do good? No. <laughs> okay. I might have you- been the worst player that the sand has ever seen. <laughs> oh, oh. You were. You did even better than I was expecting. I was good at serving, like the underhand serving, Mm -hmm. but that's literally it. (laughs) (laughs) That's hard. That's good. Not everybody can do that. Like I said, like I said, we're happy if it goes in bounds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that's good. Anything else? Any was that does that kind of sum up your week? That sums up my oh, you know what I did start using this week is my Lemmy Sleep Gummies. Oh, do they work? They did help me fall asleep. Brittany got me Lemmy's sleep gummies for my Christmas gift and they have been put to good use in the new year. Yeah, I will. I will say that because those are the things that I bought you guys like weeks, like a month before Christmas and they never came. They still didn't come. I still don't have them. And the shipping number is like missing. Like I bought those the day of our gift exchange because I was like, well, they're obviously not coming. Um, so Courtney reach out to me, let me know what's going on here. (laughs) Yeah. Send me some, let me sleep too, because, oh, that's the other thing you get a a plus and a minus here. You get to eat two gummies and they taste really good. So it's kind of like a dessert. (laughs) And then I was like, oh my God, these are good. (laughs) I was like excited about it. I asked Sean, I was like, do you want to try one? Biggest mistake of my life. Cause now every night (laughs) he's like, can I get a lemme sleep? And I'm like, no, my <laughs> gummies. <laughs> I don't know what these cost, but I'm sure they're expensive. They're Kardashian. Really <laughs> <laughs> Amanda, which ones did I get you? They're the energy ones, and I've eaten mine too. And yeah, they, they help. They're good. They are really tasty. Um, so yeah, I have those. And then I have like a bunch of other gummies that I eat. So I'm popping like eight gummies back to back in the morning. <laughs> the picture of health. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know that's my breakfast. Um, yeah, no, and I also use the shampoo and conditioner that Sarah got us too. Oh, good, so, good. Yeah, big fan. Smells really good. Yep, oh, good. Yep, yeah. That leave-in conditioner is really great. So, mm-hmm. big fan. And wear the skim shirt. Pretty much everything yeah. I've used. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're good gift givers. I feel like the three of us yeah. just know each other so well. We just know. Yeah, what we would like. You guys are always my easiest people to shop for, for holidays. Cause I'm like, Oh, like mm-hmm. I could literally anything that I would like you guys would like. So it's say, we're all similar. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm glad you guys had a good week. Um, just getting into the actual point of this whole episode. So of course we have Sarah here with us. Sarah is not only our best friend, she is also a Nurse, which we'll get into. She is a night shift warrior. She's a former podcaster. <laughs> She's a beach volleyball expert, and you know, an integral part of the Fab Three friendship. <laughs> That's I was so, a great yeah. intro, Sarah. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. It's an honor. <laughs> Um okay, well let's get kicked off here. So let's start back in the beginning. I know you met Amanda like probably four or five years before you met me. So let's take it all the way back to middle school. How did you meet Amanda? And then we'll kind of move into how you and I met. Right. Um, so I met Amanda in seventh grade. Um, she was in a cult, we were in a class together and my friend was like, Oh, I really like this girl. Um, we should hang out with her. And I was like, That girl, Are you kidding me? Try hard. That's what that girl is. She does her hair every day, every day, curled. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be friends with somebody like that. Are you kidding me? But um, she ended up inviting her to one of our sleepovers at my house. And she came. And the other girl had left, and Amanda was still there and um my um now stepbrother we kind of had like this prank thing going on in my house came and he stole my candy of choice at the time which was milk duds from the house and so then as a consequence we went and stole his television off his wall at Anyways, it's a complicated story. Basically, um, she became friends and obsessed with my family after this <laughs> we back and thieves. forth <laughs> thievery and mischief. And she was like, "This is so chaotic. This family's insane." And she's been with us ever since. Yep, lots of insanity. Yeah, <laughs> but I've never heard that story about the TV. <laughs> yeah, we had like pranks going on back and forth. We used to like toilet paper my my mom was dating my now stepdad so basically we, they lived down the street from us in like different condos and we used to like prank each other and like we mm-hmm. used to teepee each other's condos and we used to steal things off each other's walls of each other's apartments and it was just it was chaotic but it was a good time good mums yep now we're one big happy family yeah and at that time, Sarah was wearing her favorite color, which was highlighter yellow t-shirts. That was the Kardashian color, yes. At the time, while while we were watching the morning after we had our first sleepover together, um, we were watching the Kardashians in the morning with mm-hmm. her Kardashian t-shirt on. So <laughs> Kardashian stand through and through. What can yes. I say? Here I am now mm-hmm. with my Lemmy Sleep gummies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, still a fan. Um, okay. Well. That's how you and Amanda met Mm -hmm. and then moved to sophomore year of high school. You and I met. I'll let you take it from here. Yeah. Brittany was in dance with us. And to be honest, if anyone remembers the story best, it is Brittany because she has an (laughs) amazing memory. It's a little creepy sometimes how much she remembers. (laughs) Um, But she was in dance with us. And I don't know exactly how it happens. Brittany probably could fill in the details for us here, but we ended up, I know we went to the movies, the three of us for the first time. And Brittany was like, we should take a picture in like the parking lot of the movie theater. And we were like, <laughs> what? Like, here? And she was like, yeah. Like, come on. And so we took the picture and, and oh, and then we went to, where did we go? We went to Apple Hill. The, you invited us mm-hmm. to go to Apple Hill with you. And I remember oh, like, yeah. I think that was like the first time we like did like a big activity. But I don't know. I just like since then we've it's just been the three of us. <laughs> I remember so like this- back picture hanging up we in Britney's room. The picture, <laughs> yeah. This <laughs> picture and this trip to the movie theater has been like a, a theme the last few weeks of the podcast. Because, we- funnily enough, we just talked about this last week too. Um, because I don't know, we were talking about the movies and we were like, "Oh, remember that one time?" But um, yeah, we. I wanted the picture with you guys because I was like, I have to prove that I hung out with them. Like I need, I need evidence in case I never, in case they never talk to me again. (laughs) So when we post, when we post on the chat, Instagram this week, we will have to include that. Yeah. As the second slide on the picture promoting this episode, we have to, we have have to to blackmail myself. You probably look the best out of the three of us. No. 100%. <laughs> no, I was wearing a fedora to the movies. I didn't. <laughs> it was not me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> it's deleted off of my phone, so it's got to be on your guys's. <laughs> I sure said. Oh wait. Oh, you know I got it. <laughs> I still had brown hair then. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. The good old days. Yeah. Um, Amanda, you want to lead us into the next? Oh. Yeah. Let me pull it up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. I mean, so obviously we have our sonic memories. Um, but Sarah, what are some of your favorite memories of all of us together. Are there anything is there anything specific that you can remember? Oh my gosh. Um well I feel like a recent memory that we've like made um was our trip to Miami, which mm-hmm. was so much fun. Um has this already been discussed? Well my I think repeating- having your t- no, you're having your take is good. because mm-hmm. We've okay. discussed our viewpoints, but it'd be great okay. to get your perspective. Okay. <laughs> well, the Miami trip was a good time. Um, we, Amanda and I flew together out of LAX on Spirit Airlines, which was mm-hmm. an experience in and of itself. Um, we took the red eye thinking that we would sleep. We did not. We got off and promptly attended um bottomless mimosa drag show brunch which we took full advantage of those bottomless mimosas and we had ourselves a good time however unfortunately for brittany <laughs> <laughs> she needed directions to the apartment and she was calling me asking for the said directions and i was in no state to be directing anyone in anything and i may or may not have sent her to the ghetto of Miami and she almost did get kidnapped but (laughs) she didn't she ended up at the right place eventually thanks to Joe he was the hero of that trip Mm -hmm. and the rest of the trip was a success and now we're gonna do New York we went to 11 (laughs) which I'm so glad that I experienced that I never want to experience it again but I'm happy to have had the experience in my book Mm -hmm. yeah miami that was it's like a trip um oh another one of my our trip okay after we graduated we all decided that it was going to be a good idea (laughs) to drive (laughs) down california the three girls taking california by storm um, my mom, I said that I would drive. We could drive my little Honda Hybrid. It's like a golf cart of a car um, down California. And um, my mom was like, just don't get in an accident. Whenever you do, do not get in an accident. We're maybe 20, what, 20 minutes out on this road trip? We were still in Sacramento. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and... I hit a tire, and the car just went doo doo, and we decided to just keep on, keep on moving on. And um, we long story short, we had a homeless man do a somersault over the hood of my car in Beverly Hills. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: we we walked down Rodeo Drive. We really thought we were it. Um, in our sundresses. We went to San Diego. Um, And by the time we made it back, the bottom of my car was dragging on the road and my car was undriveable for the next couple of weeks. But it was the trip of a lifetime. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. trip was good. I can remember um, the energy in the car when we hit that tire. <laughs> we were asleep in the back seat that whole time. <laughs> Amanda was like my wing woman and she was like, it's cool. It's fine, it's good. you're doing great. And I was like, okay And then we got a parking ticket. Oh my <laughs> God we got we got the parking ticket in Beverly Hills and we got like a we went on a toll road also that whole trip was like Brittany sound asleep, sleeping like a baby in the back. Amanda like trying to not panic and give me directions through LA and me being a horrible driver in like a golf cart of a car it was chaotic. Bonding, we, we bond. were just 18 year olds and we had no business driving down California alone. No, <laughs> but at the time, I feel like we were like, We are going to get scouted for a movie, like, this is how we make it big. Like, the outfits that we had on for to walk through Rodeo Drive just it, it just so we funny. were in high heels, mm-hmm. high heels, yeah. <sighs> yeah, those were those were good memories. Mm-hmm. Um well, cool. So, yeah, that kind of sums up how we met each other, kind of some highlights of our what like 8 years of friendship, more for you guys together 8 to 10 years. Um let's move into so then for college, we all three went to different colleges. Um I went to Chico, Amanda went to UNR, and Sarah stayed local for 2 years and then and then I went to the University of Kansas. Rock Chalk Jayhawk. <laughs> um yeah, t- tell us about what moving to Kansas was like. Your first and only time living out of state and mm-hmm. I don't know just what your experience in nursing school was. Yeah, so I went there because I got a scholarship and I did not know anyone in Kansas. I had never been to Kansas. But I packed up the Honda Hybrid again, packed her up and um, shipped my car to Kansas. The unfortunate thing was that my car did not make it there (laughs) with all of my belongings in it the first week. And my mom flew with me and then she had to go back for work. So she like left me in my empty apartment and she was like, best of luck to you, hon. Love <laughs> you. And I had to go to like my first day of school. Oh my God, it was horrible. But um, no, I had a great time. The school was great. I made a bunch of amazing friends. Um, I feel like it was really good for me to like live outside of California and see life outside of California. Um I was there when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl Brit back to your football. Um, so I feel like I was really introduced to the culture there and mm-hmm. I was went to the Super Bowl parade. Um, I lived in the snow for the first time, which was fun for a second, and then it got old really quick. Um Yeah, it was a great it was a great experience. Um, I did miss the weather though here in California. Mm-hmm. And that was that was tough. But yeah, I love Kansas city and it's like such, everyone's so friendly and the city is so clean. Yeah. I will say that I still talk about this sometimes. Like I loved Kansas city. Yeah. Amanda, I came to visit you in November of 2020. Yeah. 2020. And I was like, this city is so cool. Cause it's like, it's still like, big city vibes, mm-hmm. but it's just a lot cleaner than California. Yes. So it's like, wow, this is so different. <laughs> it's very wholesome. I'm excited. I'm going back. Well, I guess I'll be back a couple of times this year because Riley's getting married. Mm-hmm. So I'm going in the summer to see Olivia Rodrigo in concert there. Oh my gosh. And I know. I'm excited. Um, And then I'm going obviously for the wedding. So Yeah, I'm excited to go back. I haven't been back since – it's been like over two years now. Is the wedding like going to be close to where we were or is it going to be like – It's in – I I know she has the venue. It's in downtown Kansas City. So I'm sure I'll stay somewhere downtown. How fun. But yeah, I'm excited. I got to go hit up my old bar, Tanner's. Mm. Across the street. Yeah. (laughs) Good times. Yeah. Yeah. Um well that's good and then maybe just quickly sum up um what your nursing school experience was cuz you definitely had a unique experience because <clears throat> half of your experience or yeah like half was during covid so yeah um when i went well i transferred like you said i transferred to KU so i think i first of all i think i thought when i got there that no one would know each other and that we all were going to be like starting out fresh and needing to make friends. And that was not the case. Everybody had gone to private school their whole lives together and were sorority sisters and all that. So that was like the first thing that I felt like I had to navigate there. It's just like getting in with everyone in the cliques and culture almost. And then, um, yeah, the first semester of nursing school, I felt like, was intimidating. They would. They told us on the first day, like, you're being ranked, and what you, um, you know, your grades and your test scores determine your clinical placements. And I remember we had to take like a medication calculation test, and you had to get hundred percent to pass. And they made you line up, and they graded it in front of everyone. And if you like passed it, you went like one way, and if you failed it, you went the other way. So then everyone knew. Whether or not you like passed or failed, mm-hmm. and you couldn't do clinicals until you passed or whatever. So I remember at the beginning, I was like, goodness gracious, this is like cutthroat. I barely know what I'm doing here. Don't know anyone. Um, And then, but yeah, my first semester, I was in clinicals in the hospital, and then COVID hit. So then I went online um, the second semester and was fully online. Um, I had my online patient, Tina Jones, if you know, you know, it was horrible. Um, and then <laughs> wait for a second. I thought you were like literally saying a patient name. And I was no, like, "She's I the, feel like you can't say that. <laughs> she's a computer simulated. And like everyone who's ever been in nursing school <laughs> during COVID knows Tina Jones because she's the online patient that everybody had. And she had every ailment known to mankind. Because she was used for every lesson. Anyways, it was horrible. Sarah was... gets her license revoked. <laughs> we get Sarah sent to like, what is like medical trial? Yeah. <laughs> they're like, you said. I'm like, no, I didn't. And they're like, play the recording back. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And then my... Wait. And then that summer, I wasn't coming home, so I decided um, that I also wanted more clinical experience. So I started as a, like a nurse's aide, basically, um, working in the hospital. So then I was working, um, and I just basically floated. I technically worked on ortho, but I floated around all over, and I was working the COVID units too, which was really interesting. Um, And then, thankfully. I think the midwest was a little bit more relaxed in comparison to like nursing schools here in california because we did go back um all of our classes were online but we did do clinicals in the hospital which was i'm really thankful for so i did my icu rotation and my ob rotation the next semester and then my last semester i worked at a out it was an outpatient but a fertility clinic basically um and they also did a lot of like genetic testing and high risk like intrauterine surgeries and things like that which was really really neat so yeah that was my nursing school my nursing school experience during COVID very nice and then so you graduated obviously the same time that we did spring of 2021 you took the NCLEX that summer and passed so you were like a real life RN Mm -hmm. um and moved to Santa Barbara, which I don't think I mentioned in the beginning. But yeah, so you currently live in Santa Barbara. Maybe walk the audience through why you moved to Santa Barbara and like what that transition was like coming from Kansas back to California, and then kind of explain what your life looks like now. You've lived in like three different places in the last <laughs> <laughs> I know years. <laughs> like, um, yeah. So my boyfriend was going to the university of santa barbara and like i said um kansas was great but when i would facetime him and he'd be at the beach and i was freezing in the gray and cold i was like what am i doing um so i knew that i was gonna move back to california for sure um but he'd asked if i would sign a lease with him before i graduated and i didn't have a job and santa barbara is super cute um, smaller town. It only has like one hospital, um, here in Santa Barbara. So I was really nervous. I was like, I don't know anyone there. Am I going to be able to get a job there? Like, um, but I kind of risked it and I signed the lease. I think my mom was totally pissed at me because she was like, what on earth are you doing? And I think I also, like I spent that whole summer, like just an anxious mess cried so much because I was like oh my gosh what if I don't get a job like I don't know I feel like after you graduate college and your like life is so uncertain and before that everything was like planned out for you of um but yeah so then I moved in with him and four other boys in Isla Vista um which was really my mom was like you're gonna start your career while living in a college town with in a frat house basically. And I was like, it's going to be great. I swear it's going to work out. And then thankfully it did. I, I got my job. Like I remember saying to Sean, I was like, if I don't have a job by the end of August, like I will pay you September's rent, but then I am going to have to move home because I will literally be out of money. And he was like, okay. And then I, um, got my job at the end of August and started in the middle of September. So yeah, it was, it was crazy. But yeah, now we've been here almost three years. So we lived there for a year and then now we've lived just the two of us for two years and we love it. I'm still trying Thank to recruit nice. a man in Brit to move here. <laughs> Welcome visit whenever it's super fun to visit whenever. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, they live in a super cute little, well, this is not the beach bungalow. The beach. No, it was the old place. I almost said that, but I'm like, this is, that's not it, but it is very cute, cute and beachy and fits the vibe of Santa Barbara. I mean, have you seen their new apartment or just the old one? I've seen it on video, but I've never okay. been yet. I know. I know you'll have to come. All I know is the roof was falling or something like that. So oh my bad, gosh. that's not happening anymore. PTSD to even think about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, yeah. Santa Barbara's always so fun to visit. Like, just even with living with those boys was like that was fun to visit too because it was just hectic and crazy and fun like all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And little walks to Starbucks and the beach, the Santa Dodgers Barbara. game. Oh my, oh, my gosh. gosh. We miss Dodgers game. <laughs> yeah, that was so fun. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I thought we'd never Aww. make it. Yeah. Ugh. Sarah, oh. wait, do you want to tell the one story? I know this is like a flashback to like, this is a wrench in the timeline. But the do you want to talk about the letter that you wrote about your first time seeing a male part? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> what? <Okay. laughs> This is my favorite story. (laughs) (laughs) So when I was in high school, I told my mom that I was going to go into the medical field. And she was like, that's so interesting because you know no one in the medical field. You've never even been inside of a hospital. She's like, I think what you really like is you like Grey's Anatomy. And like she wasn't wrong in that statement. And so my senior year, I did um, medical assisting at like an outpatient family clinic. And one of my favorite parts of the job was I got to help assist with all these minor procedures. And how it worked is I would just go up to the binder. They would say, you know, we're setting up for the copal. We're setting up for the IUD. We're setting up for, you know, basic small procedures. And there would always abbreviate it. And then I would just go to the binder and I would find Copal. I would find IUD. And then I would see the pictures of how to set up the sterile surgical field. And I would do that. And then I would assist the doctor. And I would pre-op the patient, which normally was just like get a set of vitals and um, make sure that the consent is signed. Um, so one day I was asked, I'm 17, 18 years old, um, to go set up. I was 17 at the time, um, to set up for the V procedure, exciting new procedure, go to the binder. I set it up. I then go to look at how to prep the patient for said procedure. Um, and it says that you are going to iodine the area, um, shave the area, um, tape the penis up to the abdomen. And I was then like, wait a second, what am I about to be doing here? Um, it was a vasectomy procedure. And like I said, I was 17 at the time. So I really didn't know what I was getting myself into here. And um, the first time I did this, in you know, awkward, Have I ever shaved balls before? Absolutely not. I don't know when I would have been in that (laughs) scenario, but here I am in like a medical office, just iodine trying to make small talk with this man, cleaning up the balls, shaving the area, taping the penis up to the abdomen. Um, So that happened. And in fact, the worst part about it was the next time that this happened, ignorantly, ignorantly, Um, because I'm 17, uh, I, the patient was larger male (laughs) and I just kind of assumed that it would be similar to like a girl, like you've gained weight, you kind of gain weight in your boobs too. So I was just trying to be a prepared staff member and I whipped out a big piece of tape ready to strap strap this thing down. And I then learned that men and women are not the same in that sense. And <laughs> not that much tape was necessary for the procedure. Um, so this was a story and an experience that I shared with family and friends. And they were all shocked. They were like, what are you – what are you doing? So, um you know people say for your college personal statements that it's important to really grab people's attention in the first opening line. So when going to write my college statements, I thought, what story is better than this? So the opening statement um to my personal statement letters for college were, while most teenage girls first experience with a penis is in the backseat of a car. Mine was in an operating room for a vasectomy. And then I proceeded to describe that story and several others in a little bit more of a professional detail. But it got me into school and it got me a scholarship. And on actually on my first day when I was checking in, I was like, hi, I'm Sarah Turner. And the, they were like, <gasps> We have your personal statement framed in our admissions office because of how (laughs) funny we were all dying. We loved it. And I was like, oh my gosh, thank you. Thank you. A shock. (laughs) I mean, it was a risk. It was a risk. Did I get admitted to the private Christian Catholics nursing school that I applied to? No, I didn't. Did I expect that one though? Like a little bit. Yeah. You know, you got to know your audience. And that is not a story for everybody, but that was. That was my experience. That's the best story. <laughs> yeah, that is hilarious. I don't think I've ever heard that whole story. Um, I kind of remember the first sentence of your essay, like that rang a bell, but I did not know the other details of yeah. that. <laughs> and I I like, well, I assume that everyone knows it. And like for the first time I told it at work the other day and everybody was like, what on earth? And I was like, yeah, I just, <sighs> good times. I, I like senior year, I felt like I was living two different lives of like high school, going to rallies and football games, and then, you know, vasectomies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hannah Montana. <laughs> <laughs> In true Hannah Montana fashion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for, for sharing. I know for sharing, sharing. yeah. Sharing. that is a great story. Um, Amanda, thank you for remembering that. <laughs> yeah, i i've I've told people that story because I just like it so much. <laughs> oh, that is funny. Um, okay, well, Uh, Let's fast forward then a little bit more so to kind of your current life and now, and specifically we'll get into career related stuff. So, um, like I mentioned, you are an RN currently, and I know you mentioned during your week recap that you do work in the NICU. Um, so, uh, fun fact about Sarah is she works night shift in the NICU. So maybe you can tell everybody what it's like to work a 12 hour night shift and like stay alive, stay awake. Um, give us some tips on how you stay healthy and organized while working these crazy hours. Cause honestly, like I cannot imagine, but also I would never like my career path. I'll never have a job where I would be working night shifts. Same with Amanda, most likely. Um, so yeah, kind of, let us in on your secrets. Um, I feel like I'm still figuring it out to be honest. Um I definitely like working twelve hour shifts for sure. Um I like having because I just feel like you're know, there for eight hours. like what's four more if it means like more days off? So I mm-hmm. like the twelves. Um nights is hard. Um I'm not gonna lie. Um I typically like my first day. I'll take like a nap for like two hours, and then like drink some coffee and go in. And then, um, the first night is usually hard because then like around like three, four in the morning, you're exhausted. And then, then I just come home, I take my Lemmy sleep gummy, and shower, and go straight to bed. I. Some people eat when they get off. I am always hungry, and I think that I'm going to eat. But like when I, by the time I get home, I'm like make breakfast or go to bed, and I would rather go to bed. Um, and then I'll go back to my second night. I, I always usually do three in a row. Some people do like split it up, like two and two, and then, but then by that point, I feel like I'm usually in the swing of things, and then I'll go back for my. Second night and then same thing with the third. And then I basically to flip back, we'll try and sleep till 12. And then I'll try and wake myself up and go back into the daylight and drink coffee. And that's usually the hardest part is flipping back because you kind of feel like you're like wasting your day or you're like being lazy. I feel like I feel that way a lot of the time. Um, And it's not. It's just that you have to sleep, which it sucks that it, like, makes you feel guilty for – it makes you feel guilty for needing to sleep. Like, I've, like I'm like i mad at myself and my body that I need to sleep because I'm like, oh, I want to, like, enjoy my day and, like, see the people that I love and be in on, like, the same schedule as everybody else, the rest of the world. But, yeah, a lot of coffee, a lot of melatonin gummies. um. And unfortunately, I hate to say it, but Diet Coke, I'm mm. back on I'm back on the soda. Oh my horrible. I know. Desperate times. Desperate times. Understandable. Yeah. Um, that's the last thing I would have expected. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I know. It's so bad. I'm not proud of it. But we're literally, okay, this is like so funny. So the babies in the NICU are usually on a Q3-hour, like every three-hour care time schedule. Sometimes if they're bigger, they're on an every four-hour schedule. So the nurses in the NICU were on a Q4-hour feeding schedule of Diet Coke. So someone goes to the vending machine at the 8 o'clock care time and buys everyone their Diet Coke. Someone goes at midnight, and then someone goes at four in the morning. Okay. So it's a group activity. Oh, everybody is. Everybody is on the Diet Coke. We're all fiends for caffeine. You have to be. You're running on like four hours of sleep. and. Yeah. Yeah, No, it's understandable. Um, It reminds me of that episode of Friends where – Rachel's whole office is smoking cigarettes, and she's like, "Well, I have to be part of the group activity, so, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but she's smoking cigarettes and you're doing coke. I'm doing diet coke DC. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about like? Do you have a routine like grocery shopping and stuff? Like, do you do that like your first off day so that you have stuff for the next four days? Or, like, yeah, do you have, do you plan that stuff out or is it just like on an as needed basis? Yeah. When I, um, basically I have to prepare. So, like, tomorrow, for example, um, it will be my first night shift of three in a row. So I will prepare tomorrow during the day. As if I'm not going to be a functioning human being for the next three days. Because that's basically what's going to happen. So like any laundry that needs to get done needs to get done tomorrow. I'll go grocery shopping tomorrow for the next three days. Um, Thankfully, Sean's a good boyfriend and he will make me dinner. Um, But I'll like plan out like the meals and I'll send him the recipes. And um, so basically all my meals will be planned out. The laundry is done because when – I am working three twelve on nights. I just basically drink coffee, eat something, go to work, come back, go to sleep, wake up, drink coffee, eat something, go to work. Because if you think about it, like if you are asleep by 9 and you wake up at 430 and I leave at 630 for work, so I'm awake for two hours. Like you have two hours that you're awake that you're not at the hospital. So like in that time, like think about when you're off work, you're off work at five, you go to bed at 10, Mm -hmm. that's five hours. So like how many things you get done during that time. And also like not all your time is like spent doing productive things. Like it's important to like watch your show and, you know, relax and talk to your friend or family member. So I feel like those two hours fly by so fast. I'm always like uh, to go back. So yeah. I just feel like I live there while I'm there, which is fine. But it does require some planning so that then I can do that. Because otherwise there have been times when Sean will leave and I end up door dashing like for those meals. And then I feel horrible because I'm just mm. sleep deprived <laughs> and eating poorly and not taking care of myself. Oh, that's It's hard. Yeah. Um, well, on the flip side, Mm -hmm. I, in, in your free time that you do get, you travel more than anybody I know in my life, besides maybe Laura and Dom, um, (laughs) you were always going somewhere, um, which obviously you have family all over the country and friends all over the place and reasons to be going places. But one trip we did want to highlight because it was super exciting um, is you went to Italy this year for like two weeks. So um, talk to us about that trip and what you learned from – that was your first experience traveling internationally by – I mean, you had a friend with you, but like without family or parents or anything. So walk us through that. How was that? Yeah. It was so much fun. I – was really nerve. I knew I really wanted to travel internationally. I had done like school planned trips, but I never traveled by myself internationally. Or um, and my sister has done a lot of traveling internationally, but she's gone with like EF Tours a lot. So in those cases, like it's planned for you. Um, so I was nervous to plan it all myself, but I also knew that I wanted to do what I wanted to do. So I planned it all. Thankfully, um, Sean has traveled a lot. So he helps me figure out like the train system and things like that. And, but I was super nervous because I was like, well, how, I'm, we're all this way, but very OCD about planning things. So I'm like, well, how will I know what time I'm going to get there and where my Airbnb is going to be? And like, what if the walk is too far? I need a tack. And I, I don't know. I was like, anxious about everything, but Sean was like, you'll figure it out. You're going to figure it out. It's going to be great. You just go for it. And so I planned as much as I could. And then I kind of figured there were a couple things. Like one time I thought that I booked a train ticket to Venice, but it wasn't all the way there. And we literally had to hop on a train and we did not have tickets for the train. And we were like, so sorry but like we need to get on this train and we didn't know how to get the tickets and the guy was like it's fine and we're like okay cool (laughs) but like things like that would come up or like getting to the airport from rome horrendous worst experience of my life but like and also like kind of like what we were saying earlier about like road trips like the horrible like disastrous moments also kind of like make the trip so but yeah it was really great i just planned out where we wanted to go the transportation there. And then I had like pre-booked like museums and like we did like a pasta making class, we did a wine tasting tour in Tuscany. So it was a great trip. I want to go somewhere else. Not maybe not this year, but next year. Yeah. International. Um, so obviously just from hearing your stories before too, um, I would say, from my perspective, probably one of like the bigger learning experiences or like things that you learned was like the transportation aspect Mm because it's so different other places. Is there anything else that you can pinpoint? Like, Oh, that like, maybe I would do that differently next time or just anything else you learned from this trip or, and if you don't have anything, that's fine too. But Mm. I really like if I just finding like good apps to use. Like I found an app for the train system, and it had planes, trains, planes, buses, and trains. I'm just saying the same thing over and over again there. Planes, buses, and trains. Um, <laughs> and you could book all of them just on the app, and so and it would show you like the cheapest way to get to a location, like the fastest way. So that was the best. Um, And then also the Viator app was what we booked, like, all of our, like, museum tickets and pasta making classes and, like, just activities that you wanted to do. And then you can call them, too. And you can just say, like, hey, I'm looking to book something. And they are basically, like, travel agents that will figure it out for you and book it for you um, for free. So things like that were really great. That's cool. No. Um, Amanda, were you going to say something? Well, I was just going to say, I feel like the backpack thing's very important as well. Oh my God. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so <laughs> everybody says to take a backpack to Europe and they're right in that, but it is a commitment. Um, we went for two weeks and we each just took a backpack and a personal item. And... That backpack was so heavy. Um, Packing cubes were a must. And we basically just wore tennis shoes and then like a bunch of dresses because it was the summer. But um, that was like because we would get off the train and then we would have to walk to our Airbnb. And sometimes it would be like a couple mile walk because the Uber situation – is not really a thing in Europe as much as it is here. I feel like it is more in like bigger cities like Milan, but obviously not in Venice. Like there's like taxi boats, but to be honest, also we honestly probably could have done it better, but like we just didn't know. And so we were like, all right, we got to walk two miles to our Airbnb and Venice is full of stairs. And so I kid you not, I got bruises from like the straps of my backpack because was so heavy and we walked so far in it um but yeah we looked like absolute tourists with like ginormous enormous backpacks and on like our little sundresses and we're like where are we going i don't know but yeah it was all it's all a part of the european experience It was a good time i would do it again i would do the backpacks again i would not bring a suitcase yeah i feel like too yeah if you're like taking all those stairs and like Cobblestone yeah. roads, like you cannot be pulling a suitcase. No, the people who did have suitcases, like I was like, Ooh, sucks for you. Like, mm-hmm. so I was glad you had backpacks, but it did suck at the same time. Yeah. I feel like it would be hard to plan a winter trip. Oh, yeah, no. Because, like, how would you pack warm clothes? Like, dresses take up, like, you know, mm-hmm. no room, but yeah. Yeah, no. You uh, couldn't. Also, like, you couldn't have, like, big shoes. Like, I had, like, one white pair of tennis shoes, and that was, like, all I wore the whole trip. So. Yeah. Oh, well. Good. We are so glad you had a good time. That was fun to watch, too. Like, just knowing you were in Italy. I was like, that's so cool. I can't believe she's there. You guys wasted it so much. much. Yeah. So much good content. and I know. Yeah. It was fun. Um. Think that's everything that I had. Amanda, did you have any last thoughts or anything you want to ask Sarah? No, that was good. I'm excited for our trip.
1: We'll Me have so to content. I know. I
0: know. <laughs> um, so we'll fun. have to do another um little guest star appearance. A recap episode post New York. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We're bringing we're bringing the mics up to oh. New York. Oh, okay. Um. <laughs> oh, geez. One of the nights in the hotel, we have to record while we're there so that we can be live from New York, you know, that would be, yeah. Maybe on like our last night when we can't, like when we're getting up early the next day. Yeah. We We need to figure out out the three microphone thing with your little square thing though. I know we'll. We might just end up like I don't know. Yeah, we'll have to figure it I'll out. We'll figure it out. We'll do that off off air. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think I already have an idea though. But anyway, <laughs> um, well, good. Again, Sarah, to wrap this up, thank you so much for joining us on the chat this week. We love you. Um, and I know the people who listen to us every week are probably really excited to hear about you and your stories because we mention you all the time. Um, and yeah, I mean. Do you have any any ending comments before we wrap this up? No. Thank you so much for having me on. It's an honor, like I said. I'm very proud of both of you for doing this. I think you guys are doing a great job. So Aww. happy thank to get on um, Well, you guys follow us on Instagram at the chat underscore pod. I am at Britt Riolo. And I'm at Amanda underscore Jago. Say yours. I don't even know mine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we'll put Sarah's um, Instagram handle in the show notes and you can follow her there. Follow her TikTok. She's a rising TikTok star. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll, I'll put both of the handles in there. <laughs> um, and we will chat with you guys next Wednesday. Bye. Bye. <laughs>